WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thanks for being here on the program this morning. Appreciate you uh, listening today. And joining me on the phone right now is Mark Schultz. And we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, upcoming spring hearings and uh, open house here, Wisconsin Conservation Congress and the DNR uh, do this on a, a yearly basis here. And uh, we're going to get uh, started with those uh, next month and a uh, number of things uh, on the table here. And uh, Mark, thank you, uh, thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. Sure, sure. Um, so it's, Wisconsin is kind of unique in that they have the uh, Conservation Congress, which is in each county there's five elected delegates, and their job is to reflect public opinion about natural resources issues and to advise the department on what the public is thinking or feeling about natural resources. Okay. And this created back, uh, what it's, it's a long time that, that this has been going on for decades. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's called the spring hearings by DNR and Wisconsin Conservation Congress. And we've got another part of that this year. Mm -hmm. And and really COVID kind of changed all that. It used to be in-person hearings in every county, okay? And what happened because of COVID is that it became virtual. So you would go online um, and there would be a survey, and you'd be asked to answer the questions in the survey, okay? Mm-hmm. But we were unable to elect any delegates because that's kind of an in-person process. Exactly. So this, so this year, on April 4th in La Crosse, at the Onalaska High School, um, it's 7 o'clock is when the meeting starts at 6 Six o'clock is when the doors open. Um, and this is a open house, and the other uh, essentially goal for the night is to elect delegates. And there's two delegates that will be uh, two got two delegate positions that will be elected, and um, so. Show up at people will come in. If you're from La Crosse County, you get some identification, driver's license, or whatever, to show that you live in the county, and then you can be part of that delegate election. It, you can also be part of the meeting if you don't live in La Crosse County uh, in the second part, which is the open house panel discussion. And there will be a panel of folks from the DNR and folks from the Conservation Congress, essentially, essentially the five delegates from the Conservation Congress and people from um, wildlife and fisheries and some other parts of, of the Department of Natural Resources. I think at, at, at La Crosse we're going to have the 
uh, regional secretary's representative because we've had some what, issues with PFAS mm-hmm. in, in the bus. And essentially, the, there'll be a dialogue between whoever comes to the meeting and the panel about natural resource issues for the Department of Natural Resources. And for the Conservation Congress, also a dialogue that will be more about how does the Congress function and what do delegates do uh, as part of their mission to represent the public and advise the department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, again, um, and I just want to—you you, kind of you, you touched on uh, the the PFAS issue. It 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 is a little bit more than just simply uh, say I don't want to say than just outdoors issues, but I mean it, it has to do with water quality, and I mean there's other. Yep. Other things because, beyond, like say, hunting and fishing, if you know what I, I, I. And I'm not downplaying that. I'm just saying that. No, no, and and, and it, it is that because all of the living things on Earth require a certain quality of habitat to survive. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that for people too. Okay, and so natural resources issues are pretty pervasive. They're, they're broad. And that means that if you're talking about a fisheries issue, what's the water quality? How's the habitat for the fish? You know, mm-hmm. um, that's as important as how many fish do we have? And, oh, what are the bag limits? And what's the season? And, and that kind of thing. Yep. But um, some of these issues are dealt with directly by the department with rules, okay? Mm-hmm. Other issues, um, while they're in the department's um, purview, sometimes are um, not directly um, associated with a set of rules. So um, that's where it gets a little if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, let me give you a good example. One of the issues that has come up in western Wisconsin and quite honestly all over the state is related to the public to step across railroad tracks, which was rescinded mm-hmm. by the legislature a decade or more ago. And yet, if you look at the Mississippi River, if you can't step across railroad tracks except at dedicated crossings, your ability to access public domain uh, for whatever purpose, you know, fish, hunt, mm-hmm. trap, wildlife, uh, whatever, um, is pretty much restricted. But that's not a, that law isn't something the Department of Natural Resources has any um Sway over, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's how it gets. Natural resources just get a little complicated. But if we're talking about a bag limit for bass or perch or whatever on the Mississippi River, then yes, there are rules that are covered by that, and that's a little more straightforward. So 
Um, that's what's going to be talked about the dialogue between the public and the panel on April 4th at 7 o'clock at the Onlaska High School. And I believe we're going to be in the uh, auditorium, which where we had been in the past. But yeah, I'm looking at the, uh, yeah. the, the list right. Yeah, the Performing Arts Center. So, yeah. Okay, Performing Arts Center. Excuse me. Uh, so that's what there is with open house. Mm-hmm. And so everybody is invited to come and uh, get their questions and their ideas. And those folks that live in La Crosse County, they can vote on, they can nominate and vote on delegates. And and this will be and again too just to to expand upon this uh, as you mentioned uh, at at the beginning here too this is something that it's you know if you live in say Sparta Monroe County has their own uh, you know Vernon County I mean they're in all seventy two counties and they're all happening at uh, at the same time on that uh, on that April April date right right and sometimes because where people who fish aren't in the or have an issue with natural resources. Sometimes uh, it's not in the county that they live in. Mm-hmm. But so, and on the questions, the virtual spring hearing mm-hmm. that's come up, um, that sometimes deals with questions that aren't, not sometimes, most of the time, deals with questions that are statewide. Um, we just talk about the process of how those questions come up. The questions are going to be on the virtual spring hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, the department puts two parts to that. One the department questions and the Conservation Congress questions. Conservation Congress questions were developed out of uh, the previous spring hearing and then went through the process of being approved through, through Congress committees and the council to put the question forward to the public. And for the department, they either have something that they have concern or have a need to get the public's opinion, or there was a question on the previous spring hearing from the Congress, and that got approved by the public. In other words, they were con- they said, yeah, let's address this question. Yep. Uh, and then the department then looks at it and says, well, we have to do that by rule. And so what they do is put together a question that would deal with should, uh, let's say, um, the, the, the bag limit for tilapia, which don't, mm-hmm. they don't live in Wisconsin waters, be a certain number and at the season be such and such. Yeah. And, and they, they ask that question. Yeah. You've got to have kind of the the the, the whereas and wherefores and, and Yeah, the, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. The, yeah. The, the, yeah uh, the, so the so each question is, is uh they're preceded by what I call a preamble that explains mm-hmm. the purpose and history of the question. So 
Yeah, and I'm and I'm and it's all um, it's all pretty form all pretty formal, but it's just the way you have to do business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in order to uh, to get that the the legislative process going. Yep. Um, yep. You know. It, and, 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 and you know, it, it just it's it's sort of akin to you know, uh, I want to make a law to to say you have to stop at such and such a place. I can say it in one yeah. sentence, but if you read the actual law that's written, it's you know three pages and this that and every other thing in there, and you know uh, that's just the way you, yeah. you got to do it. So, uh, but so I, if, I, I'm, oh, go ahead, if, go ahead. Have you got the, the release that the department put out on the spring hearings? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm looking at uh, a, a bunch of different things right now. I've got the uh, the conservation congress, the uh, the spring hearing questions, and I mean it covers a, a you yep. know there's a, a pretty wide range of 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 topics. You know, uh, yes. So there's one other process. The spring hearing questions were uh, de- developed through committees, and mm-hmm. also there's a process that used to take place when these the spring hearing questions were voted on in person where people could introduce their own question for that year. Mm-hmm. And that process was earlier this this winter where people could go online and uh, propose a question, and there was a little back and forth. And then um, if the question was thought to be germane uh, and it had the right information then that was that one will be on the virtual spring hearings okay mm-hmm. so we're not voting on any, any questions on on April 4th that time frame and I'm trying to think it's April 10th to the 13th I think yes yes yep from uh, yep April 10th at noon through April 13th at noon and you can go online if, and you can there's the Department of Natural Resources uh, website and the Conservation Congress website. And there's an area, you know, where you can search. And if you mm-hmm. go put in sp- spring hearings, uh, you can, it'll take you to those, those questions. Yeah. And it, yeah, it lists everything here. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm on the, the, the DNR website right now looking at all the, uh, uh, the different proposals and, and again, it's uh, you, you know you you touched on this uh, earlier too. You know, it's there are specific proposals in specific counties, uh, but there are also uh, broader questions that uh, are are relevant to uh, the entire state or a uh, an entire region, say along the the Mississippi corridor here yep. between Minnesota yep. and yep. Iowa, and and you know, it there's a, yep. a number of a number of topics that are are covered here, and, and certainly worth. Uh, spending some time reading over these proposals and and uh, and, and looking at at the specifics of of which which what one uh, ones are there. So, like you know, if you fish the Mississippi River, you can fish in the Iowa waters or the Minnesota waters. Or you just have to obey their rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, fishing the and if you fish the Mississippi River, you have to have a paper copy of your license because if you're in Minnesota or even if you're in Wisconsin and a Minnesota warden wants to check your your, your credentials, you need to have paper copy because they don't have the same 
electronic capability as the Wisconsin wardens do when it comes to the license. Mm-hmm. So we on the Mississippi have a very complicated life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's true. And then uh, then you got to go to the the the. Uh, it, it, the the process of finding and actually catching the fish, which, which oh, yeah. is enough of a challenge some days which, anyway. Well, that's been a challenge this winter. I'll tell you that. Oh my goodness! Yeah how how were things on the uh, on the on the lake uh, this winter? I didn't uh, uh, I, I never got a chance to really get up that way too much, but uh, um, uh, well, um, I know of I know in. Where I live on the Bray Strait Channel, mm-hmm. uh, we've had some issues with a breach and a dike up there that puts too much water in into the channel, and, and you need quiet water for fish to mm-hmm. overwinter. But there also is, you, you need water that's got oxygen in it, whatever. So for me, fishing did not exist. There were, seemed like there were no fish there uh, once you got complete ice cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and yet, uh, uh, this morning or yesterday morning, there were two otter in the open water area swimming around. And we know that those same otter further downstream in the Bryce Bright Channel uh, have been um, catching fish. So fish come and go. Mm-hmm. They, they move around quite a bit. But the, in the Bryce Prairie Conservation Association fishing derby had a pretty good turnout and they had some nice fish. Uh, but for two years in a row, not one one bass has been caught. So hmm. it, it it's the river's changing uh, all the time. It seems like yeah. But uh, well, no, that's uh, yeah, and that's uh, uh, I, I guess that's what. Makes things interesting when you go out fishing. You just you, you never know sometimes, and and certainly that uh, huh. that whole ecosystem up there is is uh, uh, it seems to be always changing. Well, ever since two thousand and ten, we had excessive amounts of precipitation and very high water for long periods of time. With that comes sediment, mm-hmm. sand, and silt, and organic material and other things like that. And the backwaters of the Mississippi um, are not, you know, they're not 40 feet deep. They're many cases six and seven and five with some areas that may be 12 or 14 or 16 feet deep. And it doesn't take a whole lot of sediment to fill that up, and then you lose that as uh, fish habitat. Uh that would hold large numbers of fish. Mm-hmm. So that's another process that's been impacting the river pools and, and the backwaters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and and um, it's uh, it's it, it and you know the, the the question is what do you, you know? It, it, there's only so much we can do to uh, uh, to help prevent that, and and that's that's always kind of the the big challenge is to try and. Yep. And make those things better, and 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 really, you know, if if these these spring hearings, in some ways, are are efforts to try and and you know, that's it's it's a little part of of you know trying to make the the overall habitat and the overall conditions 
better or improve, you know, improve them uh, for uh, for not just uh, us now, but yeah. uh, but future generations future. as well. Everything's about the future. Mm-hmm. Everything's about the future, and um, and if you can make things better for the future, that means usually that things don't get any worse in the present. Mm-hmm. Usually, now. Um, when we talk about the Mississippi River, we're talking about more than Wisconsin. We're talking about Minnesota, Iowa, the Upper Mississippi, Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, Missouri, and each of those states has a different approach. And it's the tributaries that feed the river that determine what the river is going to look like. Mm-hmm. If you get a lot of water running, you got the river in flood. If you don't have much water coming in. Because of the locks and dams, you still have a stable water level, but you don't have a lot of flowing water. Um, And so the authority to manage the river is vested in the Corps of Engineers, the Fish and Wildlife Service because of the refuge, the states because, at least in Wisconsin, it's state water, and states usually set bag limits for fish on and I think for fur bears, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the service still has rules as far as, you know, the fur bears and waterfall and stuff that the states have to follow. And just, but I'm sorry, where, does the, where, does the, where does the water come from? It comes from the watershed. The watershed is not between the tracks. It's all over the states. So the states, in some ways, are most responsible for what the water quality and the conditions on the river are, because mm-hmm. it's those tributaries that bring the water and the sediment to the Mississippi Valley itself. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the Wisconsin River, it's the Black River, it's it, and all the little streams off of those that that yep. all feed into uh, all feed into the Mississippi here and and. Uh, uh, affect yep. what happens downstream. And actually, let me just—I I just had a question here while you were, you were talking about that. And now, do the members of like the the, the conservation congress? I know the DNRs will work together, but but do you meet with uh, say counterparts or or groups in uh, in like Minnesota or Iowa to discuss proposals? I'm just I'm just curious no. about that. No, um, there may be somebody from Minnesota or Iowa that could. Submit a question, mm-hmm. and then go through the process. You know, mm-hmm. relative to Wisconsin, not to Minnesota. Sure, we're not going to we're not going to advise Minnesota. Right, right, right. They can learn from what the Congress does and what the department does, and DNR is constantly working with all the other agencies and states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if there was sort of like an inner age, you know, for, with the Congress, with if there was sort of an interagency so, sort of con, you know, working effort at at some point or at some level. So, so for the Great Lakes and for the river, both of those are very complex institutionally, mm-hmm. and lots of agencies involved, and so um, the Congress is involved. Directors, a Mississippi River Committee. There's a Great Lakes Committee, mm-hmm. and people that are interested in that or know something, you know, they ask to be a 
explain it to the committees. And that's another thing that happens is after the spring hearings and the elections, then people will be appointed to the committees. Mm-hmm. And for the last three or four years, it's been the same people because there hasn't been elections. And, um, right, right. So um, and those committees then will deal with any questions that the public submitted. And then also with issues that the department may present to them and that they themselves gather from the public. Those delegates may hear from the public about something and they'll bring that issue to the committee meeting. Mm-hmm. And because of COVID, those committee meetings were not in, you know, face-to-face. They're... Um, in person and now we're getting back to the face-to-face meetings but virtual makes things a little bit more doable sometimes if it's a committee that they know each other already a virtual committee can it, it saves time and money getting the committee meeting done true true so but it you lack that that face-to-face dialogue Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I, I think I think you kind of miss something with with all the the Zoom meetings and things like that. You miss that sort of I don't know personal touch, for lack of a better phrase. But uh, uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Well, I think I think the people that in, the, in academia and other places that deal with the what I call logistics of interpersonal communication are going to have a fun time looking at. What's the difference between, inf- mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which, and what what can you accomplish and what are the drawbacks of both, both uh, in-person and uh, virtual meeting? Mm-hmm. Or, so we've entered kind of a new age. Mm-hmm. Technology is always, uh, is always changing, no doubt about it. Yeah, everybody, every, it's kind of interesting. Technology... If you think about it, when it comes to rules and laws, if we didn't have cars, we wouldn't have speed limits. So we're really regulating technology. It impacts each other. But the purpose and the cause of the regulation is human use of technology mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Exactly. Well, Mark, I've got to uh, I've got to wrap things up here, and I certainly want to thank you for uh, for joining me on the the, the program this morning and, and uh, sharing some of your uh, your thoughts and, and uh, information here regarding the, uh, the the spring hearings and and the conservation congress and uh, and the the process behind uh, all of uh, all of the rule changes and, and things like that. And uh, again, uh, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you spending some of your Saturday morning with me. Yep, and just really encourage folks to get to that open house. Mm-hmm. They're just trying it. This is an experiment, but hopefully, it will lead to a more uh, useful and dynamic process for yep. natural resources policy in Wisconsin. Exactly, exactly. Well, Mark, again, thank you very much, and uh, you have yourself a tremendous weekend. And we'll we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, and I'll see if I'm going to go outside or not. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Take, take it easy, Mark. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep, bye-bye. And that is uh, Mark Schultz here. We, again, we've been talking about the uh, uh, Wisconsin Conservation Congress, uh, the open houses coming up on uh, 
April 3rd and April 4th. And uh, talking about the lacrosse one, that's going to be on Tuesday, April 4th. Uh, and that's going to be at uh, Onalaska High School in uh, uh, the Performing Arts Center. And again, these are going to be held uh, across the state in all 72 counties. Uh, say, for example, you know, the, the one in Jackson County. Uh, normally they've been on the, the same day. These are all, uh, some of them are a, a little different days, but they're all sort of that first full week in April. And uh, Jackson County's is on the 6th uh, at Black River Falls Middle School, for example. Uh, let's see here. Where's uh, Monroe's uh, is uh, going to be Monday the 3rd. Uh, that's going to be at uh, Meadowview School in Sparta. Uh, the ones, uh, ex- for example, in uh, Trempolo County, uh, are going to be uh, on the 6th uh, at Arcadia High School and Vernon County at Viroqua High School, uh, again, on uh, on that Tuesday. So, a- again, just uh, go to the DNR website and uh, double-check the uh, the dates and uh, locations for uh, those events. And if I recall correctly, it, it seems like uh, in the past when they used to have the, the public part of this or whatever, they're all pretty much the same locations they used to be. But again, double check, but the dates are a little different. So just uh, check that out. It is 8.52. I've got to take a short break. Come back in a moment here as WKTY Outdoors continues on this Saturday morning on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. 